in the year 1529, everybody was saying the word like 1800s. 1800s? Boom, blankets are back. I don't know if you consider that a blanket. Not only are we a football podcast, but we are a history podcast. We're, We're all about learning and attempting to teach. Learning? Hey, you know what they say? Those who can't do teach and there's yes. two things that we can't do can't make blankets mm-hmm. and we can't play football that's that's true that's what we can't do but, but we're talkers we can talk even though we can't play football it seems like the new england patriots could use our services especially looking back on this past sunday's performance against the new orleans saints well i mean i how would we help if, if we were out there on the field how how could we assist the team to be honest, I think I would make the worst look even uglier. Really? You know, but it's not not to be it's that's to be expected, obviously, mm. any any average Joe being in the field. But maybe, you know, nah, I can't kick a forty eight yard field goal. I was gonna, <laughs> that ain't crazy. I was gonna crazy. say something about like Chad Ryland, you know. <laughs> I th- obviously no. Obviously a normal person would not outperform anybody who's in the NFL, clearly. But the the uninspired effort of – I don't even want to say the whole team because it was mostly the offense. It's just getting harder and harder to watch every week, and the longer it goes on, the less hope there is. I mean, after the first three weeks, I, we both still felt good about I mean, the team. We, we felt good because the defense played phenomenal, and we were like, okay, you know – the offense hasn't been playing well, but if this is our floor, we're in a good spot, and we we know what we need to improve on, mm-hmm. and that's been our ceiling. That's been yeah. like I don't even like I don't like. Can we score at fifteen points against the Raiders? No, no. I don't dude. think I don't know who's leading this offense down the field to even like score a touchdown. Are we scoring a touchdown next game? I sure hope so. The offense has scored three points in the past two weeks. Three. That's three yeah. more points than you and I have scored. It's true. Like, what happened in that game against the Jets where, I mean, they must have, like, it, maybe it's possible that, you know, a scheme was revealed in, in the Jets game that they were using against us and everyone else just saw the film and was like, oh, yeah, let's just do this. And, you know, I, Mac Jones proof, you know, just <laughs> destroys him. <laughs> it's like it's kryptonite, you know. Yeah. So uh, I – I don't want to say that I have lost all hope because I haven't, but it's it's getting it's trying. It really <laughs> is. It's 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 becoming more and more difficult to watch, and yeah. my faith is being tested. Listen, we got the Raiders. <laughs> it's a it's it's a winnable game. I almost tweeted out before the Saints game. Um, any predictions? against a beatable Saints team, and I erased it, thank God, before I tweeted it out because I'm like, you know what, I can't say that because we are ass. We are not a good football mm-hmm. team. Lo and behold. Also, like, like when you even use that phrasing in a sentence, like a beatable team, you know, like, you read the Chiefs, like who's a beatable team to them? Everyone. Everyone. That's the expectation, right? Exactly. So if, you're, if you're a good team. You don't have to say that. You don't even have to say no. it. But, like, like, I know what you mean, though. We're such a – it's middle of the yeah. pack now obviously end of the pack pack like below average team like we are we are not running with any of the good teams anymore which is crazy because we were in the beginning of the season we could run with the eagles we ran with the dolphins played very well in those games had a chance to win and then we just fallen off a cliff yeah I we mean, win a game and we forget how to play football the thing is that back in our heydays in our primes I'm talking six to seven years ago when we were, you know, going out and the expectation every year was Super Bowl or bust. We would have never used the term beatable team. But now, since we've become so weak and feeble, it's it's you're you're clawing at the scraps, right? You you want you want something, you just want to you want a little taste. You want you want something that could spark that feeling again. And these last few weeks, it is non-existent. I mean, you go back to the Cowboys game. That was, That's to that bad. point, that was a bloodbath. To the point, <laughs> one of the worst Patriots games I've ever seen in my whole life. And then this 
Saints game afterwards. Oh, my God. And I remember a couple of years ago uh, when we played the Saints at Gillette. This was Mac's rookie year. I was actually at this game. That was terrible, too. That was the worst Patriots game I'd ever seen live. That was the infamous John U. Smith dropped a million passes, one of which turned into a pick six. Shout out John U. Smith now doing very well for the Atlanta Falcons, somehow becoming their number one tight end. It's not like Over they – Kyle Pitts yeah, as well. It's not like, like they had drafted somebody else to be a good tight end in their offense. Man, just wish we could get a guy like that on our team. That no, would we be, can't be too greedy. Yeah. That would cost a fortune oh, to get sure. a guy like Johnny Smith yeah. in the building. No way. But, yeah, we, uh, we seem now incapable of competing with even the most – on the outside looking in, beatable teams on the schedule. The Saints, we talked about it in the preseason, how we thought this was a for sure win that we can count on. Oh, yeah, we, we both counted it as, as a win. Yep. I counted these last two games as wins. Just couldn't be more wrong. Yep. Yep. And uh, the Raiders now coming up. I mean, are they worse than the Saints? I don't, even, I don't think so. I don't think they're worse than the Saints. Um, I think it would if they played it would be a close game, but you know, if we played either of them, anything could happen. Obviously, like I, I, don't, I don't know. What, what were you gonna say based on that? Well, it's just saying that we we both penciled these two weeks in as wins, mm-hmm. um, and say we do win these two games hypothetically, we we win this week against Vegas, and say we won last week against the Saints, three and three. That's that's a record where you can say okay. We're not dead. If we go one and five, if we go one and five, there, there's no coming back from that. I feel it would be oh, very, no very, way. very difficult to win. At that point, when you win, it hurts your team. I think if you're if you're the worst team in the league, and you can somehow dig your way out to be like the eighth worst team in the league, that's worst case scenario. Because if you're not making the playoffs and being competitive, you want a high draft position. And I'm not saying tank. I would. I don't want to tank. I want to watch a football team that is in it every week and competitive. That's way more fun to watch than a team that gets its doors blown off every Sunday. But – I mean, I I just I genuinely feel like the talent on this roster and the way that we've been playing, we are not good enough to win that many games. I think we don't even have to self-sabotage. I think we've done that enough. We might just be bad enough to lose as many games as it takes to have a very high pick. I'm talking like top five pick. I mean, as of right now, we would have the top five. We'd have the fifth pick. So that would be nice, you know, might be able to get a good quarterback prospect there or, you know, someone to help this team. Um, But, you know, as you were saying a second ago, these two games, Saints, Raiders, we both had these winnable games for us. And getting smoked by the Saints doesn't look great going up against the Raiders. But not even that. Like, this game against the Raiders is our our last winnable game for a couple weeks now because then we're going to play the Bills right after who just smoked the Dolphins. And then we're going to play the Dolphins again, who even though they they didn't play their best against the Bills, they're still a great football team. And we are at our all-time worst of the season. Like, we lost our two best defensive players. Leadership in the building seems like it's gone. Um you know, we need someone to really step up and try to corral this roster and try to instill a, like a like a winning culture within them, you know, at least not giving up on themselves and folding. Because say even if we do like get a top draft pick next year, if we lose a winning culture and no one like if we're just a bunch of losers with a high draft pick, like that guy is gonna suck. He's gonna be brought into a horrible franchise. There's already a lot of speculation now that people are saying, like, for sure, this is Bill's last year. And it's not even because that he want, it, Bill wants it to be his last year. You know, people are just giving up on him. And, you know, I think it's hard for me to say that. You know, it, I've my entire life, Bill Belichick has been the coach of the Patriots. 
believe it's the same for you as well. Yeah. Right? Okay. Yep. So I don't really understand. Like, I, 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 it's hard for me to envision a life without Bill. You know, he's he's brought so much good to this franchise, and you know, you can be that person that says, "Well, Brady carried him the whole day." Yeah, they were great together. At the end of the day, they were a great team together. It takes more than one person to make a cohesive football team. It's a 53-man roster plus a coaching staff. That's a very complex structure to try to build up. And the last few years of the Brady year, years, you know, we tried to go out all out for him, but we were just missing on offensive pieces. He didn't want to stay anymore. He was disgruntled and mad with the franchise, and he wanted to go do his own thing, and that's what he did. And he found success with a, with a franchise of his choosing, um, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And then the rest is history. Had a great time. And, you know, I do think after Brady's departure, um, you did see the um, Patriots try to make some splash moves. And, you know, we had a huge free agent signing. Um, I think the year Cam Newton got brought on, year after. Year after. it was Yeah. yeah. So, you know, that was that, that was the year we made the playoffs, that 21, 2021 team. So maybe that's Bill's, Bill then trying to sort of play on par with the level Brady was because you know a lot of speculation but a lot of those moves he made did not work out we are we are faced with the ramifications of those actions today a couple of years later um we have a lot of players that we need to pay this next off season and we don't really know if we can afford all of them and some of them might not be completely worth it like trent brown he is probably due to get paid this off season he's been playing not the best at all at offensive line our offensive line has been worse than doo-doo shit poops through this year and he has been is abysmal on the field is abysmal been, you know? look up look up juju stats he has certainly less than 100 total yards receiving through five games um i think i saw it the other day where he had like 30 it was something ridiculous like 34 yards receiving um and that's a guy who you pay a nearly identical contract to the one that Jacoby Myers received in Las Vegas. Juju Schuster has 14 receptions on 25 targets for 86 yards this year. Okay, 86. He, so more he than almost has like, I don't know, what was it, less than, he's about like 3.6 yards for every target he's getting, you know? That's bad. That's really bad. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know why I'm using he's, that he's sort of five games it, but. so if we multiply that by three he's on pace for like Dude, he 200 six yard, he had three receptions for six yards last game he's on pace for like 320 yards for the season <sighs> like i know that's another thing too there we signed him for three years we've got two more years of him and Devontae we, parker and Devontae parker too two horrible receivers like I, I, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I'm gonna be honest. You know, he, he had a good game. I was really high on him then, but you know, my my the light is no longer shining with him right now, and and I feel like I've returned to my former self with my former take of really not liking him and not liking the contract. And you know, I think that if we didn't have either either of those guys, we could have easily f- afforded um, DeAndre Hopkins. And his production would be better than both of them combined and more for the next three years. Like yeah. I genuinely believe, like I like how old is he? He's he's DeAndre Hopkins 30, is probably 30. like thirty-one, if I had to guess. And you know he, but he's the same age as the other guy. I mean, I mean, Juju is still twenty-six, so he's he's young. And he Juju is better. young. Juju is young. People he's, forget about that. Yeah, he started his career really. Yeah, he's thirty-one, so same age as um, Devontae Parker about. And he's he's still at the top of his game. He had 130 yards like last week, you know. And he's a bad offense. I mean, he do have Derrick yeah, Henry, mean, but you know, Hopkins definitely is not as good as he used to be because w- there was a time when he was the guy in the yeah. NFL. Like he was top three, pretty undisputed receiver in the league. Um, he's not that anymore. But we don't have a guy on our team who is even, like, top 50. Like, we have bad playmakers. And this upcoming week, DeMario Douglas is probably out. Um, We have another guy who's out. I I can't remember who it is, but 
It's one of the other receivers. Maybe Bourne. Maybe I think it's Juju, actually. Um, but, I mean, that opens a window for a guy like Keishon Boutte to come in and show something on tape. We've seen what Douglas can do, not in large quantities, obviously, and that's something that we've both sort of given our grievances about because he has been able to show that when he has a ball in his hands, he can make plays. We haven't really been able to see that out of Keishon because he hasn't been on the field much since week one when he didn't get his toes down. But this upcoming week against Vegas, I mean, Vegas's secondary is not – it's not all world. You know, they got some good players back there, Marcus Peters. Um, Amik Robertson has been playing well. He had a good week last week. But their secondary is not the star of the show. Their front seven, more so their front four, is what's going to keep them in the game. So. I mean, it, it depends on how well our offensive line can hold up, which they've been turnstiles all season. People have been getting through them like TSA in 2000 and mm-hmm. whatever. But, like, it, hopefully we can see that Keishon Boutte can put on a respectable performance and give us something to look forward to. Yeah. And another thing that this team's been dealing with is the non-stop injuries that are happening every week. Players that have been the bright spots in our on our team past uh, last year and were off to a great start this season have just been like having season-ending injuries or just being out. Like, for example, Marcus Jones, sort of like a very flashy highlight reel guy. Um, very exciting young rookie to watch last year on the injured reserve. Jack Jones, same situation, great young quarterback. Don't really trust his judgment, the whole Logan situation. That's a different thing. Injured reserve. Trey Flowers, out. Um, Cody Davis, he's out with a knee injury. I thought Trey Flowers got cut. He might have gotten cut, too. Was, I mean, it was October 5th, so he... I think Trey Flowers got cut. He could have. But um, Christian Gonzalez, injured reserve, and Matthew Judon against that. Like, those, those are foundational pieces to this defense. And, and, you know, not only when these guys are out, like, there's a leadership vacuum on the team. And who who's going to fill that role of Matthew Judon on that team? I'd say he was the definitive leader of the defense, especially with McCourty retiring. You know, and now there's sort of a vacuum, and there's a lot of newer young guys who sort of – um, trying to sort of figure it out. Like Juwan Bentley's out there still. He's probably the guy. Um, but he, you know, he's. I, I don't know. Would you say he's ever been like an elite linebacker in this league? He he's did, always played very well yeah. and solid. But he had a good rookie year before he got hurt. His season got cut short. But he, uh, no, he's never been anybody who league-wide, if you asked who the best 10 linebackers were, I don't think anybody would say Juwan Bentley. He does serve a role. He plays it well. He's he's a great thumper. He, he plays the run very well. But, like, you're right. We don't have that guy right now. I mean, we bring in J.C. Jackson. Maybe there's a chance if he can go out and play to a level that we know he's capable of that he can be a leader on this team. Jabril Peppers, I think, is somebody who players would look for for, you know, that that leadership role. He was great in college. He's usually at the heart of a lot of big hits and big plays on the defensive side of the ball. Same with Kyle Duggar. I think now he's what entering his fourth season, I believe. Maybe his this is his fourth season, I believe. Maybe his fifth. But um, Duggar is a guy who's been here a while. He's always made plays and and played hard, but you're absolutely right. Losing a guy like Judon, who is statistically the best player on your team, and especially losing a guy like McCourty, who was, other than Matthew Slater, the last connection to the Dynasty Patriots, it's it's become a whole new team. Like when Brady left, you had a lot of pieces that were around still that – could carry on that torch in a way. Everybody's gone. David Andrews is still here. He mm-hmm. is the de facto leader on the offense by with good reason. Like David Andrews is 
most definitely one of the beating hearts of this team. He deserves it. He's unbelievable. He uh, has been an anchor on that offensive line since he's been drafted. And um, he is definitely going to be leaned on from now on. I mean, dude, I hope so. Like, like think about this, for example. I'm going to tell you the six captains on the Patriots. Don't look. But you can. It doesn't matter. <laughs> but <laughs> – but you tell me who's who's going to stand out and be a leader on this team going forward, okay? So as you were saying, David Andrews is definitely the yeah. heartbeat Dog. Of, of this team. He's great. Dog. One, one of the last of the Brady era. Um, Juwan Bentley. Mac, I like Juwan Bentley. I do too. Um, Mac Jones. I mean, listen, it's good that your quarterback is a captain. And I do think despite – what everybody in the media is saying, I don't think the team is against him, right? Because the way they speak about him, at least just yet, the way his teammates have spoken about him in the past, and we've seen throughout Mac's career, the Patriots have not been a great team, right? Like we have lost more games than we've won. And throughout all of that, so far in his career, his teammates have stuck by him and spoken very highly about him and his work ethic and his commitment. But this season has not been good, and you expect your quarterback and team captain to be able to show you more than they tell you. So it doesn't matter how accountable Mac is for his poor performances or how vocal he is or even – you know, how, how much he's dedicated to the team. Those are all important factors, sure, but they're all w- watered down if you can't put a winning product on the field. And, you know, I think they're also, like, last week didn't he say that, you know, people need to play better as well? And it's like, dude, you're not – dude, you're not, you're not, like, you're, you're – crippling our, our defense's ability to play defense with, with throwing interceptions and turning the ball over on, uh, in our, on our side of the field, you know? And to be fair, it's not all Max fault. We've talked about this before. It is a joint effort, like a, a team, like you said before, it's 53 guys. You need to work in conjunction with each other to build a unit that's cohesive. And if even, one section of the team isn't performing well. Like, it affects everything else. So mm-hmm. it's a combination of offensive line, poor decisions by the quarterback, receiver talent is not there. And, like, this That's affects nowhere. everybody. No, yeah. it's nowhere. It's nowhere. But, yeah, Mac, Mac has not been great. It's not all his fault, but he has not been great. Yeah. And, and the I don't, least I don't think is shorter. He's been the, the best. I think he needs to show more leadership abilities if he wants to stay as as – like, I don't know, relevant on this team going forward. You know, he needs to show more – he needs to be a better leader of these men because it's it's not – it's he's, he's not looking great so far. And, you know, for other captains, we got Matthew Slater, who, you know, he's been around forever. Yep, um, he might be running into the last couple of years of his career. Year, probably. Years, yeah, I would year. if – yeah. Um, but he's also a special teams guy. So, I, I you know – I, I don't know what the dynamic is in the locker room. Is you know he's a special teams guy. He plays limited snaps, obviously. So how well is he going to be able to rally the troops and get everyone going on their on their sides of the ball? I, it's it's a tough question to ask. Yeah. I will say he is the greatest special teamer of all time. So mm-hmm. that may be. I mean, I think you're right. He, in a normal situation, like your middle linebacker or like your quarterback would have more say, but I think considering how great he is historically at what he does and his connection and importance in the Super Bowl winning Patriots, I I think his voice carries a lot of weight in that locker room. I, I do. And I'm sure it does as well, but you also got to think about how crippled this team is and who's yeah. who's, you know. Who's even able to do anything about it? You know, you can get inspired from a speech, but who's actually talented enough to make a play? 
Mm-hmm. Um, and then we got Dietrich Wise, who, you know, is another solid um, defensive end. Um, and Hunter Henry. But, you know, we, we haven't really seen Hunter Henry have a spectacular season. He's had good seasons for the Pats, but, you know, and he, he was off to a great season this year. In the past couple of weeks, he's just been completely gone. And, you know, Mac has struggled as well. But, you know, it's, it's an accumulation of everyone doing bad. Mm-hmm. He's not doing great at, uh, uh, either, you know. And Mac uh, did have a horrible interception where he was getting tackled and it just threw the ball. He flailed it, and that's when Tyron Matthew got that pick six. Oh, my God. I read a stat. Mac Jones has now thrown the same amount of pick sixes in Gillette Stadium as Tom Brady in his whole career. Yep, that's insane. Mac Jones is in his third year. Tom Brady's last pass was a pick six in Gillette Stadium. Sad. As a Patriot. This day, this is already a sad podcast. <laughs> you don't need to make it worse. I was, uh, I remember exactly where I was in that moment. It was the day my dreams died. But. Yeah. I remember, you know, I remember how- in that Titans game, it was a very close, low scoring game the whole time. You know, we had the ball with a minute left in our own, like, five-yard line. And I was thinking, like, it's going to be crazy, but he's going to do it again. And then pick six, Logan Ryan, we lose the game. <laughs> you know what's crazy? That was the end. That was that was the end of the Brady era. So, something that you just said Very sad. really struck a nerve, I think, because a minute left in a game where off, our offense didn't do anything and then the our game. receivers suck too. It's been it's been yeah yeah right yeah a consistent. But, I mean Edelman was our best receiver. We haven't had a receiver like Edelman since Jacoby Myers. And you know what we do with those types of guys. I know, but we you, replace him. You said it. Players. You said it. You said when he came out there, when Brady came out there, that you thought he was going to do it again. That there was a, a chance we were going to go back and win, despite all evidence pointing towards the opposite. Right? Have you ever? in the three years that Mac Jones has been the starter, had that feeling that when he comes out, we're going to march down and score. Like, the despite all thing, odds. The closest thing I've probably felt to that was in the game against Tom Brady at Gillette, Bucks versus Pats. That was the game where I really felt like I believed in Mac Jones, that he could go toe-to-toe with Tom Brady against his own team. And he he played a great he game did. that game. He did. He played Spectacular, and we we lost, but it, you know it was really unfortunate. It was Nick Folk honestly, almost drilled like a fifty-four yard field goal yeah, in, in a was, monsoon. It was insane. Um, and you know you can say in that game too, you know you should have let Mac go for it on third down, fourth and three. You know I think he probably would have got it the way he was playing that day, but you know bygones be bygones. That what does that saying even actually mean? But it's over. It, it, <laughs> it's over. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's, that might have been, all things considered, that might have been the best game he's ever played. Yeah, and you know, I I remember feeling after that game like you know we we got it, we got our guy. Me and too. Years later, you know, same sort of problems keep arising, and it's it's not great. Um, but to answer your question, no, I've never really felt because I, I mean during the Brady era, era, you just had the confidence that we were going to beat. You know, you knew that we were going to beat every single team we played. We, you know, it was just a win. If we lost, it was like, what that, like, what, what the fuck happened? You know, yeah. How, how do we lose that game? Because every single game was just said, yeah, we could beat that team. Like then the the Chiefs were really good with Alex Smith, and you know they're much better now. But you know that was like the game on the schedule that we had to beat. We had to beat the Chiefs. We had to beat um, whoever was the top dog in the NFC every year. I would say the Chiefs weren't even. They weren't even that crazy good when they had Alex Smith. Like, it was always like the Ravens or the Broncos or the Colts. Yeah. Yeah, the Chiefs weren't that great until they got Mahomes. That's when they really exploded. Yeah. But, but yeah. That, that feeling is, is gone. And, you know, Andrew is the same boat. What? what? As it once was. No, the, Too many pieces have changed. The pieces oh, the same oh wow. Callback. Shout out the ship of Theseus. No, it's not the same boat. The boat has been Even dismantled. Even if the captain's the same? Captain is, the, the captain is not the same. He's, he's, 
He's seen things at sea. The captain is a ghost. Yeah, the captain, unfortunately. And for those of you wondering what the hell we're talking about in this Greek mythological... This is the Greek segment of the the podcast. Mm -hmm. So this comparison we're making, uh, the captain in this metaphor is Bill Belichick. And I'm in the camp where I believe that Bill has done enough for this organization to decide himself when he gets to stop. If I were Bill, if I could take control of Bill, I would stop. I would. I would hand over the keys to Gerard Mayo. He would be my first choice. But I'm not Bill Belichick, and I don't I don't think he's going to make that decision. I don't think he's going to step away right now. He's a – I don't think he, he would, even if he had a horrible season this year. The way I think about it, too, is it's – Sorry to interrupt you, but I, I have thought, and I, mm. I, I'm going to go crazy if I don't say it. Because I, I sort of feel the same way. I feel I'm very naive, and I think he's sort of entitled to be the coach next year as well because of his past um, with the Patriots. And, you know, whether he deserves it or not, I think the following year he, he should still be the coach. And it's like even if we go – we don't win a game for the rest of the season and we get a top pick of the draft this this year – like, wouldn't you feel better with Bill Belichick rebuilding this roster with a top quarterback in the draft than some fucking Joe Schmo coach that just bring it in? Uh, like, you know, who, who's to say we even get Gerard Mayo as the coach? We could just get some random guy. And coaches don't work out in the NFL all the time. Every year, about eight coaches get fired on every single team. Sometimes it's repeat coaches uh, on the same team, like the the repeat coaches. Like, repeat teams that just keep firing coaches. Like, Houston Texans had a, a two-, three-year span where they just fired their coach every single year. And that's a horribly run franchise compared to us. But that's sort of something we got to think about going forward if people want to continue this this narrative of, do we want to get rid of Bill Belichick? Because – Well, the thing is, Gerard Mayo's already in the building. He's the linebacker's coach. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think that there are definitely restrictions on Bill's power. Like, if we – Sort of said, hey, Bill, you know, you, you, you're a great coach, but you should sort of just stick to coaching and maybe not lead the scouting department and have the final say on all of our draft picks because you're great at picking defensive players, but our offense is the worst in the league. And I think, you know, other talented people should, you know, have more say to who we get on this roster. I think that's a start, I, you know. Yeah, his, his... There's things we need to improve, and some are more obvious than others. His GM pedigree has not been the most fantastic. Matthew Judon signing, home run. Everything else, not great, really, over the past couple of years. I saw a tweet that was like, who was the last impactful offensive skill position player that the Patriots have drafted? I think Ramondre is great. I think, I mean, although this year he's sort of, and I, that goes back to, how everything I mean, works yeah. in unison. Offensive line is sucked. I think we draft good running backs historically, to be honest. Pretty good. Pretty good running backs. I didn't love Sonny Michelle, but I mean, yeah, he that helped was, us that a lot was in the playoffs. He had a great playoff run. I'm not, we, I, don't, we don't win the Super Bowl against the Rams without Sonny Michelle, and that's a fact. Yeah. The thing about Sonny Michelle is like he, he didn't play up to expectation, and you know, it's harder to sort of measure because, you know, Nick Chubb also came out of Georgia and he was clearly better and he still is better and Sonny Michelle's retired now. Um, but, but Sonny was never bad. Yeah, he was never bad. He was just, just like fine. A, he, he just should have been drafted later probably, you know. Yeah. Um, but I, w- I was thinking about it. Like, and, and there's not a lot of great answers you can give. I mean, Gronk obviously is, is an insane outlier. I, I saw a video of Aaron Hernandez, and I was like 11 when we had Aaron Hernandez. He was unbelievable. He was sick. I've never seen a tight end be so shifty as Aaron Hernandez. He was nuts. Now, obviously, there were some outside issues with Aaron Hernandez that we don't need to really? get into. Oh, yeah. It's just you got a few things. Oh, okay. Yeah, nothing big. Um, but – yeah, we just miss so frequently on these guys. And, I mean, I know it's a harder job than it, than it 
appears to be. Mm-hmm. But like, like at home, right? When when you're sitting and watching the draft, you can look at a guy like DK Metcalf and say, "Wow, he's gigantic. He runs really fast. He puts up a ton of numbers. I think he'll be good at football in the NFL." And you know, he is good at football. But then again, you'll have a guy like Nikhil Harry, who you know, I was, I had mixed feelings when we drafted him. I wanted to draft six other guys in that draft, but when we drafted Nikhil Harry, I was like, okay, okay, we drafted a receiver. We could we'll get him and DK the same in the same draft. That we don't have to talk about that draft because it's it will make me sad. Yeah, Terry McLaurin was in that draft. AJ Brown, Debo Samuel was in that draft. Well, AJ Brown was gone before. Nikhil Harry, uh, Marquise Brown was in that draft, although he's not. I don't think he's great either. I think Marquise Brown's good. He's good. He's not great. Like he's he's, he's, he's better than anyone on the Patriots. He is, but I but I mean, like comparatively to that draft, like he's not better than McLaurin or AJ Brown or DK or Debo Samuel. He's not better than any, yeah, any but, of those you guys. Yeah, that's just a studly draft. It know? is. It's a, it's a very good Hunter Renfro was also in that draft, which seemed like the most Patriots like. Nine times out of ten, if you run the simulation of this reality, the Patriots end up with Hunter Renfro. And <laughs> short, quite quite and athletic and quick. Not like not even like he's not he's not fast. He's he's not he's fast, quick. but he's quick. He's quick. Um, Honestly, we haven't had like a short no. white receiver since like Edelman. Edel Edelman, honestly. Yeah, he I mean he played with Cam Newton. That was the last one. Yeah. He he honestly, I mean, he was getting hurt a lot, so I understand why he retired. But he also probably saw the ship was sinking. You know, he he definitely had a choice to go to the Bucks and and play with them too, um, which I respect him not doing. But imagine that would have been that would have been pretty cool. That would have hurt to, my heart. That would have really hurt my heart. But it would have been pretty cool for them to go out and still dominate on another team together. It's it is cool that I was watching a video earlier. Brady at age I think it was forty six, led the league in yards and touchdowns. He had fifty three hundred yards and like forty six touchdowns. You know how nuts that is as a forty six year old man. Yeah, it's like the MVP. It's like a gym teacher. You know what's what's crazy about that too? He's he's like leading the league in all these stats, but they're like, oh yeah, look at look at the Bucks. Like the Bucks are just a good team. He's a forty-six-year-old quarterback, and he's doing that. Like, come on, give him, give him, give him his flowers. It's not yeah. like the NFL has given Brady his—they've been giving Tom Brady his flowers since two thousand six. Yeah. I think the MVP trophy is kind of like a popularity contest, and you know, sort of hype train. It's just—it's a, so a quarterback know. trophy yeah. too. Like right now, it who is would you give MVP to? I don't know. I think it's too early to, to tell there, really there isn't really a I, I mean I yet. guess you could say like McCaffrey that's what I want to say like early MVP running back I think Christian McCaffrey no, is no the one quarterback player. has really stood out so no far. they're saying I think the betting odds have Mahomes as one right now but like he hasn't done anything yeah I mean insane. they almost lost to the Jets they lost to the, the Lions he's just played he's been he's fine. Done what he does what he normally does and yeah. you know he hasn't, he hasn't done anything outrageous yet really. yeah you could say Josh Allen, but now just kidding. He's folded twice so far. Yeah, I was gonna say he didn't do well to start the year. And um, the last week against the Jaguars, too, horrible. Hey, also why Stephon not? Diggs does not look happy on that team. He keeps well. Just he's just very. Up. He's very emotional. He's a very emotional person, and I don't like him and Josh Allen are very good friends. And I, I don't think it's a reflection of his attitude towards the team. I think that's just who he is. He's a very emotional player. And I think that serves him well. Like he, I would love to have Stephon Diggs on the Patriots. Other, not aside from the fact that he is one of the best receivers in the NFL, he, the the energy that he brings to a roster, makes everybody better. I think because he expects so much of himself that he feels that his teammates should match his own expectations, which is good. It rises, it raises a level of play from his yeah. teammates. And you know, what's crazy about sort of the NFL right now, the, the current setup of, of the trading market, at least I, I feel like for, for however long I've been following f- football, like religiously, probably since 2013, since I was 13 years old, not a long history, but early on, like 
Big trades with players never happen. You never saw guys getting traded, any star players getting traded to any other teams. And if it was, it wasn't for like any sort of high draft compensation. A couple of years ago, Stefan Diggs was only traded for a first round pick. Ever since then, all these blockbuster trades have been happening left and right. Russell Wilson gets traded for like three first round picks. He's blown. Devontae Adams got traded for two first round picks and signed a mega deal. Like Stafford. Stafford as well. Like, you know, the trade market's really high on like actual good, capable players, and you know, as as it should be, but in terms of, you know, us finding a guy like that for cheap, you know, the the market's set like pretty high right yeah, now on, re- on premium talent, as as it should be, but I remember when Brandon Marshall got traded for a fifth-round pick from the Bears to the Jets, and the season, his first season on the Jets, he had 1,500 receiving yards. It was crazy, and back then the, the Bears GM was probably like, yeah. Steal. Probably steal, yep. Good, 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 good. fifth-rounder. I mean, good. a second-round pick got us Muhammad Sanu. Yeah. Muhammad Sanu. He had like oh, – he. Oh, yeah, I don't I'm getting he, hot flashes. You, <laughs> Man, you know, I think it's time that we've, we've, we've gotten all of the negativity out from us. And now we should transition into a more positive and lightful segment where we will talk about good things that mm. are going on with the Patriots. Okay. You know, they're, they're really tough to find right now, but I think that there are flashes in the rough of, you know, some good things that are happening with the roster. And, you know, even though the ship might be trending downward and, you know, the season is who's to say what's going to happen. It's not looking great so far with a, with a one and four start, but you know, Bryce Berenger has been pretty good so far through five games. He's been a great punter. He could be on this team for the next 10 years punting. Oh, Oh yeah. I, I am so happy (laughs) that this is the positive thing that you gave. And not only that, like, I really like the J.C. Jackson trade. I think it's it's great. You know, the Chargers are going to be paying for him. That, Next okay. year, when everything comes back, we're going to have such a filthy secondary. I'm not sure what our front seven will look like and if Judon's still going to be there. But we're going to have uh, Jack Jones, Christian Gonzalez, Marcus Jones, Kyle Duggar, and J.C. Jackson all out there. I think we're going to be flying around. I think this is going to be one of the best secondaries that New England had, has had in years. And I, I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing how that sort of develops. And I, I hope that, you know, I mean, obviously with all these injuries that are going on, JC Jackson's going to have a lot of opportunity to play. And if he comes back as that player, he was only two years ago that led our team with 10 interceptions. That's, that's huge. That's so big for this team doing very poorly right now. You know, we, that, you know, it's a, yeah, no, you're right. You're right. I am very much looking forward to everybody getting healthy again and coming back. I don't know the status of Judon either because he is going to need a contract at the end of the season as well. Um, yeah. Why don't we pull up all the expiring contracts? I know Uche, I know Duggar. I'm, I'm fairly confident Judon as well. Trent Brown, um, but the secondary, I agree. And I mean, don't, we can't forget about Jonathan Jones and Jabril Peppers. Adrian Phillips is great as well. But I, I think one thing that I'm excited about, I mean, I, I, I very much am a fan of Demario Douglas and I've been very vocal about that, but it just hasn't been seeing the field a lot. I'm excited to see a time when that does happen a little bit more, hopefully, uh, and I guess sort of speaking as a fan, I'm excited at the possibility of having a high pick. Not excited about going through all the losing if that is to continue to happen. I would rather win, definitely. I would rather win. I would rather be good. But having a premier pick is something that I've never seen, so that'd be fun. Mm-hmm. Um, it would be interesting. would like to – See the hype around it. Okay, so I may may have been wrong. Judon might be on contract till twenty twenty five. So we might have one oh, cool. year Great. after. So that's actually that's big. That you don't really need to worry about that um too too much. But twenty twenty five, a lot of contracts coming up. You got Dietrich Wise, Godshaw, Andrews, Jonathan Jones, 
Mac Jones is 2026, so get time on that. J.C. Jackson, he just signed a five-year, $82 million deal with the Chargers. He just did it. He did it two years ago. But his contract expires 2027. We're, we're, we're paying this guy, I think, $4 million a year to play cornerback for us. Chargers are playing, paying $12 million a year for him. That, that's that's huge. We, we sort of got our guy back for nothing. You know, we, we could have overpaid him and be in even of a worse situation than we are right now. So, you know, as for as many bad decisions as this team has made, you know, we still – we haven't lost ourselves. You know, we're not overvaluing players, which, you know, we probably did undervalue Jacoby Myers, but – that's another story. Who's expiring after this season? Um, so we have Hunter Henry expires in 2024. Kendrick Bourne, Trent Brown, uh, Kyle Duggar, Josh Uche, Riley Reef. He's a tackle. He's 34, though. Uh, did we just trade for him? No, we yeah. signed him. Um, I think we traded for him with the Bears. I'm going to mess up this guy's name, but... Um, Anthony Jennings. Anthony Jennings. Um, but I, and and Gesicki. So I guess those are sort of the top people to look for. What's going to happen? Oh, and Michael Wenu, too. He's 25. He, he'll probably... We'll, we'll he was drafted, him. too, so he'll probably... Re- so there's some people here that were deaf. And, and Matthew Slater as well. Oh, Miles Bryant, your boy. Wow, there's more people. Miles so Bryant people. sack this week. Miles Bryant sack. Let's go, Miles Bryant. Trey Flowers. He's on the team. Mac Wilson, Ty Montgomery, Will Greer, Farrell Brown are the hero from the Jets game. Um, Bailey Zappi. I guess I guess he's listed here because we technically cut him, so he's just on attached to the practice squad now. He's just got a one million dollar deal. Yeah, I mean, there are a lot of names um, there. I, of, think... I mean, most notable names for sure, though. Um, Owenu, Brown, um, Kyle Duggar, Josh Uche. Josh Uche and Duggar are probably some of the biggest names there, too. Because Yeah, I, yeah, I would say Duggar, Owenu, and Uche are the, the big three. I, I would like um, for Kendrick Bourne, too, but just because, you know, he's been a receiver who we can – look to to make some plays, but I mean, that's too many guys, especially with 2025 looming and all those contracts that you're going to have to think about. You can't, you can't have everybody. I think Jennings is gone. I think Slater probably retires. Um, I don't know about Farrell Brown. Probably he's gone. One of the tight ends in Gasicki and Henry are probably gone. It's. I mean, Trent Brown sort gone. of playing for a contract somewhere, and he's not playing well, so he's probably not going to get paid by anyone. Um, I mean, I you know t- this year is probably his sort of prove it year for a contract, and he might he might be able to make his way on this team for the next couple of years. So he he could stay, and um, I'm I'm interested to see what happens in the Hunter Henry deal, and you know I hope he has a good season this year so we can have sort of make a case for wanting to keep him because tight ends definitely been a weak position for us. Um, it was horrible for us before. I mean, after Grok left, there was a void for like two or three seasons and Henry's definitely fulfilled that role and, and been a solid tight end. But um, that being said, you know, he, he sort of spotty sometimes, you know, sometimes he's, he's there and sometimes he, he's gone. But, but you know what? It's, with as many issues on the offense as there is, you know, just yeah, how much you can do about that. When you mentioned uh, the void at tight end, shout out Jacob Hollister, Cody Hollister, uh, Dalton Keene, and Devin Asiasi for being integral parts of the worst football teams I've ever seen in my life. So I hope they're doing nice. well. Oh, I could have just filtered it by the year and just seen everything so much easier. Yeah, but I mean, there, there are some names there. Um, I love Duggar. I think I think if I were to rank them, I'd put Duggar at one. He's probably my favorite player on the defense. One of my favorite players on the team. Um, makes a lot of plays. Great with the ball in his hands. Very important for our secondary. I think 
he is the leader of the secondary. And I mean that's true, but Uche is our, our future at outside line outside linebacker. You I know? think we can get them both. He's yeah, I think so too, but you know, he might want a big deal. He's twenty five years old. He's played very well the last couple of years. And you know, now with Judon being out, you know, he's sort of going to be he's I mean, I, I feel like the expectation for him is he's he needs to be that guy. He I think he out of all people on the defense, he needs to stand up and take that role as a leader on this Patriots defense. You know, it'll it'll help him for contract negotiations for sure down the line. Um, yeah, and I, sort of his play has been great as well. So he's 25 years old. He's, in, he's getting towards his prime. And especially with Judon being 31, just having a bicep injury. Good thing it's not like a leg injury. Um, but you need that arm for a pass yeah, rusher, especially. Do. Those tackles are strong guys. It's yeah, that's a that's so, gonna be a tough injury to. I mean, obviously, hoping for the best for Judon. We love Judon, but it's gonna be a, a, a tough one. Like, fortunately for like Christian Gonzalez, like if he got a lower leg injury, it'd be alarming because we don't know if he'd be the same. I know press is important for corners, but what's most important is being able to stick with your guy. And a shoulder injury is just about one of the better things you could hope for. For I mean, obviously you'd hope for zero injuries, but it seems like one where Gonzalez will be able to bounce back and still be great. Um, but Uche, like you were saying, this year he has to prove that he can still be productive without a Pro Bowl caliber guy oh, lined yeah. up on the other side of him. That, that's going to be interesting to see too because he had what, like, 10, 11, 10, 11, 11 and a half sacks, sacks, I think. Sacks last year. Yeah, him and Judon both went off. We, we had the best um, sort of pass rush in Patriots history last season with, with Judon and Uche. So let's see what Uche can, can do just by himself out there. Um, you know, it'll give, give a chance for some of these younger guys to step up too. A name that we forgot to mention here, expiring contract, Ezekiel Elliott. What are the Pats going to do? With him, that's a good question. I don't I think know. they're gonna resign him. <laughs> I think this is a one and done for Zeke. You it know, might be. it's not even his fault that he's playing poorly. It's just that you know the system around him is not set up for yeah. a running back to come in and play well. What a you know? what a terrible year of life this must be for Ezekiel Elliott. I know he, going imagine, to a team, getting paid three million dollars a year to run five times a game. Yeah. I mean, he was. I don't think I'm, yeah, he, was, was, an, was a, <laughs> he was an all pro rookie. Uh, He's twenty pro bowler, all pro running back in his rookie year. One of the best players in the in the NFL for the biggest team in the NFL, at least like market wise. Becomes an immediate superstar. Is one of the most popular figures in the sport. Gradually regresses every year, every year, is no longer the guy in Dallas, gets sort of splits carries with Tony Pollard, says, fine, I'll, I'll go somewhere else. I'll, I'll try my luck in free agency. Nobody wants him. The only team that kicks his tires are the Patriots. Comes to New England, says, all right, I'll sign. I'll, I'll help you guys get back to where you were. Unknowingly joins just the worst roster ever assembled. And as no, I, mean, I don't know. I wouldn't. I wouldn't go that far. Like there, there's a, a lot of teams in this league that I would. I would choose the Pats roster over. Really? Right now? Who? Like the Bears? Like you know, you got you got bright spots, right? You, you have interesting storylines to look at. Justin Fields, DJ Moore, but their own line sucks too. Their entire defense sucks, and their entire defense does suck. They have Jaquan Brisker is good. All right, I would take the Patriots roster over the Bears probably, the Cardinals probably. Cardinals have some good players though, but Maybe. I think overall probably. Um, I wouldn't take the Commanders. No, like no, I, I like think the Pats I, no, over I, the Commanders. I no, I'm I'm saying I would take the Commanders over the Pats. Um, Falcons, I'd probably take the the Pats. You know, they do have some first round talent on that offense, but. Bijan Robinson. Overall, I'd take the Falcons, it, dude. Drake no. London, Kyle Pitts, Bijan Robinson. No. Yes. No. Yes. No. I think it's a, a, the Falcons dude. issue and not the players. Yeah, because the Falcons suck. They're a bad franchise. Yeah, you but know? we're it, switching it, rosters. We're not switching yeah, franchises. Yeah, but dude, you're, you're you're putting everything into a, a running back that's going to degrade over a couple seasons. He's like know? 22 years old. Yeah, he's great. About? He's great, right? But like, 
Think about how good, how long Derrick Henry is. Is it harder to to build a defense or to draft a running back in the first round? They have a horrible defense. It's bad. We have a very good defense, and you know we have a lot of injuries, and it sucks right now. But we're not a bad structured team, sort of. I mean, offensively, worst ever, dumpster fire, bad. Defense is good, you know. I think it's easier to build some areas of an offense than it is to really even have a good defense to begin with and, and have players that work well together. Um, Panthers, I would rather have the Pats roster. Bryce Young, though. Bryce Young is an upside. But, dude, like you, they traded away so much just to bring in a, like a, a, a quarterback. And, you know, what did they trade? The next first-round picks for a couple seasons – their starting wide receiver. A.J. Thielen has actually been such a good addition. Adam. Jesus, what is wrong with you? <laughs> Adam Thielen has actually been such a good addition to this yeah, team. He's been, he's been he's playing been well. Um, I wish we could say the Lions, but that is simply not no, the case anymore. The Lions are they, really good. They, yeah, this is, this is I love the Lions. They've never, they've never been a good team, and now they're honestly a force to be reckoned with, I think. Broncos roster sucks. Broncos roster sucks. I think I'd rather have the Pats over the Broncos because they not only do they have a bad roster, they have, they have an okay defense. Actually, now they lit up seventy points against. Yeah, I was gonna say you can't never mind. Anymore. But they have they just traded a lot for a quarterback to lead their franchise. That quarterback is getting paid so much money, and they gave up so many assets for him to do absolutely nothing to help them win. Um. Texans, I'd rather have the Pats over. Texans, I think, are actually sneaky, not bad. Yeah. Well, we'll see how things sort of develop, though, down the line. I think the Packers are a similar setup team to us right now. I think I think we would have the edge over them, but sort of Jordan Love's still in his in his like prove it stage. And he couldn't beat the Raiders. So, you know, let's see if Matt Jones can, you know? <laughs> The Raiders. The Raiders. Um, Colts. You know, I think that's a really interesting one. Would you no, rather have the Colts yeah, right now? Yeah, I'd way now? rather have the Colts. Are you kidding me? I'd way rather have the Colts. I don't way know. Rather. Way better O line. Yeah, they do. Way more uh, exciting quarterback with better. way more upside. Better receivers. Better running back. Well, I don't know. If, meh, yes. Meh, yes. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> Zach Moss and that other dude. <laughs> and that other dude who wears 28. Um, their defense is good. It's fine. Their defense is fine. Uh, Shaquille Leonard is a dog, one of the best linebackers in the NFL, one of the best players in the NFL when he's healthy. I'd way rather have the Colts. Yeah, you know, it, it's – yeah, they probably have a better roster than us right Buckner, now. But, Buckner's a dog know, too. I mean, hey, anything, anything can change in, in a season, you know, but – I think they're they're definitely one of the teams that might have the, the slight edge over us right now. Um, what about the Raiders? Raiders roster over the Pats right now. They don't have a great Jeez. defense. They don't have a good defense, but they have Devontae Adams. And Chandler Jones lost his mind, unfortunately, and he would have been a really good No, he wouldn't, he wouldn't have been. He hasn't put up a good season in years. Yeah, they did give him a lot of money, too. To, yeah, but I'd rather have the Pats over the Raiders. Also would rather have the Pats over the Giants, especially how they're set up right now, too. They just paid a bad quarterback $45 million a year to go out and suck every Sunday. If we do that with Mac Jones, if we extend Mac Jones, oh, I, I will be inconsolable. I'm going to no. lock myself in a, a, a locker and throw myself in the ocean. Luckily, we have two more years of this. So we have two years to convince the coaching staff and the GM department that he is not the future so that they don't sign him to a five-year extension and then we just have him forever. Um, so that's good. We got taking time bomb there. Um, definitely not the Giants. We've, they, we have a better roster than the Eagles. Definitely. Um, I think I think the Lions – or sorry, the Giants are the – Maybe the only team in the NFL where our receiving core is better than theirs. Yeah, that's not saying much. Seattle is definitely better set up than we are. And the Jets, honestly, we're better than the Jets, but I don't even think they, we're better than they the Jets. You can't a, say that right now. I, you, like we beat them. We beat them fucking two weeks ago. I know, but we just beat them. I don't care what you know, that's what the numbers say. NFL math, I guess, says you're right, but 
We beat, I, we beat the Jets. I would Fuck way rather have the Jets roster. The Jets uh, yeah, have a good I mean, roster. Dude, if Belichick was coaching the Jets roster, we would be I – don't, I don't even think those last two games would have been losses. Um, but fuck, what do I know? Um, right, I'd rather have the Bucks. Yeah, I'd rather have the Bucks. Their defense is good. Steelers are kind of ass. Good. Oh, okay. These last three are gonna be interesting. We got Steelers, Titans, and Commanders. Well, the Steelers have uh, a defensive player of the year candidate on their roster. And uh, Micah, Mika Fitzpatrick as well. He's yeah, pretty good. He's good. So they, they have a good. solid defense. I don't know if it's better than our defense. It's not. And I think their offense is just as shitty as ours. In a different they have way. better receivers. They have, but they have better receivers, but Najee Harris sucks, and yeah. Kenny Pickett is not shown that he can be great consistently. Tennessee is old. You got Derrick Henry, who's old. About to fall apart. Ryan Tannehill, who's already falling apart. Yeah. Kevin Byard on defense is a good guy to have. Um, I feel like Tennessee always plays the run pretty well. But I mean they have a stingy defense, but it's not it's not one of the top ones in the league. I think I'd rather have the Pats than the Titans, to be honest. Like they, their offense is definitely more entertaining, but it's it's something's gonna happen horribly wrong for them when the next one to two years, you know. I think one injury and the Titans are finished. Yeah. Derrick Henry goes down, finished. Hopkins goes down, finished. Tannehill goes down. I mean, you could keep I mean, the Titans. I don't even know. They're, not, they're a fringe Willis. playoff team now as well. So if any of those older guys goes down, you know, they're, they're screwed. And the Commanders as well. We I think we mentioned them earlier. I'd, 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 rather, I'd rather have the, commander, the Commanders. So even, you know, in, hind, in, uh, in hindsight, overall, you know, these past two weeks have been the worst two weeks in recent memory of the Patriots. Agreed. But also, you know, a lot of franchises around, around the league have been dealing with this situation consistently for years. And, you know, even though we're sort of at the bottom of our mental barrel now, and it is true that it can get worse from here, um, I think we're better positioned than than a few other teams still, which is which is good. And you know, I think se- like setting up for the future wise, you know, we still have a sort of foundation of players that I'm hoping we start to build off of going forward. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's certainly easy to be demoralized and think that the sky is falling. But in retrospect, you know, we didn't have to deal with this for 20 years. And I'm not saying that, you know, we deserve to feel like this because no one should deserve to feel like this. It fucking sucks. But, <laughs> but why? Why? But it, it's, it's a reality check. I think, unequivocally speaking, the Patriots that we have been used to in the past two decades no longer exists. And we just have to accept the fact that we got to switch gears, go back into the middle of the pack with everybody else and figure shit out. You know, we got in my mind, the greatest coach of all time on our side. He can do better than this. He knows it. We know it. We have to rally the troops and just put in a good effort moving forward. I I don't expect a lot of wins. I don't expect a playoff push or that we're going to go out and shock the world and win the Super Bowl. No, none of that. I just want to put a good effort forward from here mm-hmm. on out. You know, I don't want to be embarrassed. I don't want to be the laughing stock of the NFL because right now that's kind of what it feels like. And, you know, when you punch down on the rest of the league for 20 years, when you're on on the ground, right? They're gonna kick you, obviously. And I don't, I don't want to deal with that anymore. So, you know, batten down the hatches. Let's go out there and try and put some good tape on and compete. Just compete. Mm-hmm. That's all we got to do. Compete. Well, <clears throat> I think that about wraps it up today. Here yeah. from. Yours truly at the the Dropback Podcast. 
on to I almost said on to Oakland. On to Las Vegas. On to Vegas, baby. Hey, anything can happen in Vegas. Are we in Vegas? Are we? Um 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 yes we are in vegas hey i should have stuck with it we were right we were there all along what happens in vegas stays in vegas which means if we lose it doesn't count that's facts mm. if we lose we're not one in five we're it's still one in four with a mystery fifth sixth scam that nobody knows what happened I like the sound of that. All right. <laughs> All right, everybody. Well, hey, go Pats. Go Pats.